It's called wokeness, and it's a plague. A plague that places tyranny before freedom, criminality over virtue, and hate over love. It's a plague that threatens what millions have died for. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be. We will fight it. We will defeat it. We will eradicate it. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the least woke man in America. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the least woke man in America, a pod and video cast dedicated to promoting American values where we believe in American exceptionalism. We honor the American constitution. Think of it's an act of genius while at the same time fight against what I call Praghelia, the meatless, gunless, godless, crime-ridden, abortion-filled hellhole the American left seems to determine to create in the United States of America full of what we call climate clowns, gender Nazis, meat deniers, etc. I am a type of phobe. You know what? I'm a progophobe, I tell myself. I am afraid of progressives. You know this new game the left has played for decades now where you put phobe at the end of the world? That means you're afraid if you're homophobe. That somehow means you're afraid of homosexuals. If you're a transphobe, you're afraid of transgender people. I am a progophobe. I am afraid of a group of people They can't wait to stick a vaccine in other people's arms, regardless of what their decision is. I am afraid of a group of people, in George Soros' case, who finance the elections of district attorneys around this country. You know, one, as I said before, one out of five people in this country now live under a George Soros-financed district attorney who love crime and and criminals and have a real disrespect for the average law-abiding, working, flag-saluting American. I do afraid, I'm afraid of people who think four-year-olds, you know, four-year-olds, the same age group that believes in Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy and has imaginary friends should be able to permanently change their gender, completely change their genitalia. I am afraid of people like that. And you should be too. You should be too. Now, we have a victory story here. The name of the podcast is, as you you see, Children Won and Evil Lost in Tennessee. It really should be Children Won, Evil Lost, but we still have a lot of in Tennessee, but we still do have a lot of work to do. You're better off just taking the attitude of Rush Limbaugh, God bless his soul, that this is a lifelong battle against these people doesn't have to be a lifelong battle against your average union working class democrat type who sat under the delusion that democrats care about working people or because they think that uh, they're afraid the social security might go away but they're still a good person they still have a flag in front of their house they still support veterans um etc so those are democrats but the progressive left the fountain as i call it that goes back to marx and lenin and Che Guevara, and Mao, and Trotsky, and has led to the deaths of hundreds of millions of people. That left, that left, there's something wrong with them. They're dark, they're disturbed, and you accept the fact it will be a lifelong battle, but there will be victories if we work focused and intelligent ways. And that's exactly what happened in Tennessee. Let me explain. Um, Why Tennessee? Well, 
I looked up back in September. I did a podcast September 25th about Vanderbilt because Matt Walsh at the Daily Wire, God bless him, he is the real he is the real nucleus as far as I'm concerned. Obviously, like any good person, he gives all his staff and his listeners and his followers a lot of credit. But he was the nucleus behind all this, especially in Tennessee. So I mentioned, after seeing his stuff, I mentioned in my podcast, September 25th, the down at Vanderbilt University. And as I've mentioned before, this was mind-blowing to me as a Northeaster. We always think... As a conservative in Northeast, you're behind enemy lines, but down South and certain Western states uh, that they've got it, you know, they're, they're like, uh, uh, that this crate, you know, that there's still Democrats, but the real obscene nonsense doesn't take place. But lo and behold, Vander, at Vanderbilt University, obviously there's still left, far left pockets within red states and Vanderbilt's one of them. So at Vanderbilt University, there was gender, child, gender uh, changes taking place, uh, gender affirmation surgeries among children, um, and just weird stuff like the buddy program. I talked about that in my podcast where they would take a trans adult and pair them up with a child. So it's almost like a mentoring program type of thing. Just weird. Okay. it's And that's a word. We need to bring back weird, there's weird, and there's normal. And I mentioned before on a previous podcast, I don't care what hair, I'm not talking about someone who's a little eccentric and has long hair and goes to Star Trek conventions or uh, believes in UFOs and reads coast to coast or an artsy type. I'm talking about just a complete repudiation of all that's healthy and normal. Because you can have a white, clean-cut yuppie that actually believes in this gender nonsense and an eccentric type of person that thinks this is sick and twisted, which it is. So that that's not what I'm saying by weird. So in this buddy program, they pair them up with adults. But here is the real beauty. Real This Ellen Clayton is who I talked before. This little creature from hell. She actually, she is a, what the hell is she? Something about, uh, I forgot her title. It's in here somewhere. Eth- she's like the ethics expert, as usual, talk about putting, uh, you know, the normal uh, postmodern word games with some of these people and the titles they give themselves. She's the one that made the comment. Vanderbilt was apparent. Oh, excuse me. Dr. Ellen Clayton. This is quoting Matt Walsh from uh, Twitter. Warned that, quote, conscientious objections, end quote, are, quote, problematic and quote, anyone who decides not to be involved in transition surgeries due to, quote, religious beliefs, end quote, will face, quote, consequences, end quote. Folks, that's as scary as you get. You're a doctor at Vanderbilt University, um, and you won't support this stuff. There's going to be consequences. And you wonder why we call them gender Nazis. Not only are they permanently changing the genitalia of children, again, like I said, at the age, they believe in the tooth fairy, Santa Claus, and imaginary friends. If you repudiate them or fight against them, we're talking about punishing people, doctors, with career, God only knows what, you know, obviously hurting their career, maybe firing them. I don't know. But this is um, scary stuff. The... uh, Some of the stuff at Vanderbilt included performing double mastectomies on otherwise healthy teenage girls, chemically castrating children with drugs normally reserved for sex offenders, and rendering them in 
fertile. Well, you, you got people here who believe in population control to begin with, begin with. So where's the shock? So, and it's shocking. Matt Walsh jumped all over this, and um, it all went off their website, the, the Vanderbilt website. It all disappeared. But Ellen Clayton is still crawling around down there someplace doing God only knows what. So what happened was, fast forward, that was last September. Now we're in February. And through conserve consistent action, you know, Matt Walsh didn't use this story to get a boost in his Twitter followers or whatnot. He kept going with it. And he's the one that came up with the, the what is a woman. I'll tell you, the, the documentary, What is a Woman? You want to see. So that the inside of the leftist psyche when he grills people about what is a woman these are all accomplished professors uc berkeley blah blah blah. they get right up by the chair and walk out of the room they will not be questioned their delusional reality will not be questioned so so that's uh so what happened now is that now it's february and um the Tennessee legislator, you know, obviously it takes time. They got to write it up and they have recesses above. Now, February, five months later, they're finally getting around to two different bills. One is outlawing uh, drag queen shows for children, which is nuts. I mean, the fact, this is why this story, all of this stuff transcends politics. I know some people don't like politics and yada, yada. The fact that the, did you ever see a day, five, even five years ago, where legislators and politicians would have to get involved in stopping people from taking their kids to drag queen shows. It's just, it shows what we're up against here. So that that's one part of it that has passed and the governor is going to sign. And the other part that that's still, that passed 77 to 16 in the Tennessee House of Legislators, I'd love to know who the 16 were, is the one that will stop, um, stop the sex changes for minders it will uh outlaw puberty blockers um it will outlaw gender changes for minors it's a huge deal all right it's a huge deal where we are standing up to the ellen claytons of the world so that so that's a recap of everything I, we call it the producer recap here at leastwoke.com where i know there's busy law-abiding family-raising citizens who just need a recap, you know, you don't, might not even know this is going on. I mean, if you're on welfare, um, just, you know, you just stay right in bed with your sweatpants on. You have all day to Google this and learn for yourself. If you're a trust fund baby in between psychotherapy and tanning and tra your next travel plans, you have unlimited time to, to bring this stuff yourself. My audience is busy. I try to let them know what is going on and that's what's going on. So there was the Vanderbilt situation. There was uh, Matt Walsh stepped in, uh, raised a lot of support. There was protest on there, et cetera. Now the Tennessee state legislators, state Senate, and the governor are going to make this uh, law. And the thing is, a couple things. One, and just like with DeSantis, remember, don't say, don't say gay. Literally, this governor of Florida stepped in and said, I don't want public school teachers talking to children not middle school kids, high school, because we're talking about elementary age children. A public school teacher should not be talking about children, about their gender. And then they tried to make it so that the uh, parent 
could not talk to the child about that. It was just going to be between the uh, child and the teacher. Well, Ron DeSantis stepped in and blew that all up. And when they tried to turn it into, remember, don't say gay, the normal thing where you go on social media and there'd be some 400 pound cat haired covered short hair type uh, lesbian type right in the right in the uh, camera's face going gay, gay, gay. See that white boy? Gay, gay. I'm going to do whatever I want. Gay, gay. And the whole thing, if you knew the actual facts, which a lot of us did. We knew the whole thing was so stupid, it was painful to look at. It had nothing to do with not saying gay. It had to do with public school teachers talking to children in kindergarten, first and second grade about their gender identity. So that's the word games, though. That's what Jordan Peterson's been talking about for years with the truth, uh, manipulating truth, creating truth. Like the word Nazis, you literally have people that there's a loaded word that's been so wore out at this point. You have people who literally support this gender changing for four-year-olds, for little kids, which is going to lead to rampant suicide, my, my words down the years, once these kids get older. And trying to make it so that these kids can't talk to their parents about, they can only talk to teachers. They're the ones who literally will make it out. Listen to this podcast, this podcast, and make me out to be a Nazi. Or make Matt Walsh out to be a Nazi. So it le- it shows the level of deception and the really insanity the human mind is capable of. And that's why I give Bill O'Reilly, Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, all different, they have different religious systems, et cetera. That's what they keep emphasizing is that very few people understand, and especially in America, because we're so well protected. It's been so long since we've been, in, we had any war on this soil. Behind 9 11, the war 1812 really never happens. The World War II generation is dying. People do not understand the concept of evil. And that's why our fight continues. It really does. Because what happened was, what happened was, if you think about it, you had the George Floyd situation. Remember, about two years ago, that video was released, almost three years ago now. All right. So what happened was, and a lot of, frankly, a lot of African Americans aren't happy with this because originally wokeness was supposed to be about black people in this country being oppressed and people recognizing that. Okay. So I'm not going to get into that, but that's where it started. And for whatever reason, the trans group decided, trans, gays, et cetera, to kind of jump on that wagon themselves. Some very progressive blacks were okay with that. A lot of blacks were not, African-Americans were not happy with that and still aren't to this day. And I don't blame them, but knowing how pushy and aggressive these uh, LGBT, especially the trans group are, the drag queens, et cetera, I'm not surprised they hijacked the whole thing. So we had what I call the George Floyd climax. Over the last couple of years, uh, someone like myself, say like Angela Davis, who I spoke about in the previous podcast, the Marxist, you know, if you're, she's above Democrat and Republican, she's a Marxist. She's the Mar- former Black Panther who was one F- wanted by the FBI, who slithered her way into the UC, California, uh, Berkeley as a professor, but she's still an avid Marxist. She's the one that found out recently her ancestors were actually white on the Mayflower known slaves. Talked about that at the last podcast. But the point is, for this, for a good two years, it's someone like myself, or even someone way better than me. See, if someone could be a Vietnam vet, great taxpayer, no felonies, misdemeanors, upstanding citizen, crank, you know, 
came went to war for their country, did blocking and tackling as a good citizen for 50 plus years. And then Angela Davis walked in the room and that person, that white male was supposed to sit Indian style with their hands on their chin, waiting for whatever Angela Davis decided to eschew, to just drink from her wisdom and victimhood and understand where everything. And that's where we had the these in the corporate world. I'm not in the corporate world. Thank God. I won't fit in. I don't fit in anyway. But where there's the conference calls and everybody in the room would walk, talk about their white privilege and blah, blah, blah. So that was the George Floyd peak, as I call it. And during that George Floyd peak, out of fear of being canceled, out of fear of all so many different things, a lot of people were very tepid about certain situations, situations I understand, but also when it came to this type of stuff. And I, during that period, I really think these people gained a lot of ground that they never deserved in the first place. And that's what made them so brazen right up to the point of thinking they can actually talk to people's other people's kids about sex changes. So to me, that that's really the history behind this stuff. It really is. And um, again, this is a win. And I'm going to talk about the win some more. But I'm also going to talk about a story uh, what that shows just came out that I just received last night that shows we still have a way to go. Okay, folks, folks, and like I said, the title of this podcast is Children Won and Evil Lost in Tennessee, but I could have easily named it, but it'd be kind of long. Children Won and Evil excuse me, children won and evil lost in Tennessee, but we have work to do. And we do, because you know why? Just as I was feeling good about this Matt Walsh situation, as far as going down the Tennessee, they got this laws passed. Oh, and by the way, these laws banning this nonsense, these uh, gender stuff for kids, are it's all over the place. Now, they're, they're, legislation is all over the country to ban this in states. Um, oh, another thing before I forget, <laughs> just like the, don't say gay um they're trying to make it out the liberals are the progressives uh at this point you know calling a liberal progressive is an insult to liberals that we are trying to outlaw drag shows that's not true that is not true i have no intention of ever being in a drag show or going to a drag show but like many of you despite the left's attempt to make us a bunch of uh, Bible thumping Christian Taliban types. I have don't think drag shows where the performers are 18 or over, or the people who the audience is 18 years old over should be outlawed by any means in the United States of America. If people want to do drag shows or go to drag shows, I'm not against outlawing drag shows. I don't think any of you are either. Um, it's the child part, and they got two problems. You got literally have people who have a mental blockage. They can't understand the problem with that, making fun of you and I. So like I said, you have to, whether it's Soros, whether it's this stuff, whether it's abortion, reach the point where you're like, look at them, like they're the ignorant, closed-minded one, right? So what I'm trying to say is that uh, this story is just sick. And it is on got uh, Fox News, New York Post. I know a lot of you who are Trump purists. Uh, have a problem with News Corp and you know don't like Murdoch. But I'll tell you that the New York Post comes out with some great stuff. Great stuff. So um, a New York teacher was accused of manipulating a fifth grade girl into changing her parent her gender again without parents' knowledge or consent, causing suicidal ideation. As if suicide prop thoughts aren't bad enough and they're prolific right now. 
in high uh, teenagers and young adults in this country. That's a whole different story. Um, this teacher, Deborah Rosenquist, who should be fired immediately, um, started calling the girl Leo. Um, the whole thing is just sick. Um, you know, incredible damage to the family. The girl is who is fifth grade, fifth grade. Um, Deborah Rosenquist manipulated a preteen female into changing her gender, her identity when the child did not feel any inclination to do so. The parents did not learn about what Rosenquist was forcing upon their daughter until it was discovered that the child had suicidal ideations. The quote, the psychological damage and social damage Rosenquist caused this child and her family was immense. This is nuts. Um, so this is why conservative activism now and the future is so important. Let me talk about that concern. And that's what took place here. It's one thing to say that, you, you know, if you get uh, exhausted, like a lot of people do, with politics and the yelling back and forth and yada, yada. That's one thing, right? But this is beyond politics. And when you're doing something that's either, sorry about that. When you're doing something that's either protecting other people or, uh, and, and stopping a terrible behavior, destructive to other people, or promoting something good that goes beyond politics to the human soul. What these people did who are forcing this legislation through conservative activism, which is more, I'm not trying to be mean, but more than just watching Fox news at night or other uh, upstart networks or uh, posting memes, even though that can be a pretty effective way. The memes can be as far as people who are on the fence with certain issues that should point out how insane it is or doing threads, text threads, which of course I'm on, but when it's all said and done, the activism is critically important. We have seen the effects it's had on the school boards across the country. And that needs to keep up, especially this year, because it's an off election year. It's too, uh, uh, for the most part, right? The uh, Senate presidential congressional elections are next year, but we can't just have politics be about arguing and sensationalism and being addicted to sensationalism. Uh, I mean, I mean, Roger Ailes, God bless him. He was a genius with that. When you watch Fox News, it's very sensational. I get it. But the nuts and bolts activism is so important. And it, the left is active, whether you like to hear it or not. They go to their conferences. They have protests. They are bullies. They bully their politicians to get what they want. And so for a lot of you, this is an opportunity. You get out there as far as being active in school boards, even if you're single, don't have any kids, uh, planning boards, as Glenn Beck is telling his audience, because next thing you know, these environmentalists are all over the place in the planning boards. Uh, weirdos and uh, uh, groomers are all over the place in the education system. So that's or, or even Republican committees in your area, which the committees uh, choose the candidates who are in the primaries. So our protest. When the piece of legislation like this is on the verge of being pa passed and showing strengths, etc. So the time for conservative activism now. Let's be honest, we live in a very lonely society. Everything is so electronic, social media oriented. Get out there, get among people. It's healthier, especially for us that didn't grow up with social media. We know, I always say I like real life way more than I like social media. So if you 
and, and you know, and you'll, you'll get out and make relationships, uh, great relationships. You know, it's like work or, you, you know, uh, or whatever. I mean, except the fact you'll go to political events. I used to be very active in the Republican Party. There's some people you're friends with forever. And like a job or a sports team, there's some people, well, I might have the same philosophy as this person. They're kind of weird. I kind of run me the wrong way. And I, the minute this is over with, I'll probably never talk to them again. Not in a mean way, but that's just the way it is. Oh, don't lie to yourself. You know how it works. So, um, and, and, and again, I mean, this is masculinity. This is something Matt Walsh showed and other people showed mas masculinity is not bench pressing 400 pounds. Masculinity is not getting into a bar fight over a woman. Mas taking charge and protecting is the way it works. Even women will tell you that. They pick up on it intuitively. There's a reason why sometimes a woman will be more attracted to a guy with a little bit of a beer belly than some guy with a six-pack who's self-absorbed and neurotic. Uh, I'm just telling it the way it is. I mean, I, I probably get, I know that's not allowed anymore in this culture, but taking action, taking charge, protecting the children, this is masculine on display. And the fact that it stands out now as unique and as this bold thing, and I think if Matt Walsh was sitting right here next to me, he'd agree, is kind of troubling. So this is an opportunity like, for conservative activism across this country because we can text and we can be outraged all we want while we're watching TV or watching YouTube videos. But a actual piece of legislation was passed that will have effects that will prohibit evil behavior and its consequences on children, which, mark my words, as I said before, is uh, uh, long-term detrimental, physically, psychologically damaging, will lead to suicides. There's a article I saw in the Daily Mail, uh, I don't have in front of me, the other day, where, uh, about children who are crowdsourcing now there are detransition surgeries where they had the transition. They feel like they were duped. And now they're raising money, one girl in particular, to get try to get her reconstruct her breast, which will never be the same again. If her genitalia will never be the same again. So this is stuff people might feel are uncomfortable listening to uh, me talk about it or thinking about it, but uh life is more than uh comfort. I'm sorry. Uh this is real. And uh, it shows where we are as a society. And you might not like that. And I sure as heck don't like it. But something has to be done about that. And uh, because it, and there, as I, I talked about in the last podcast, a, uh, who was it? A, two, a lesbian couple had two kids. A lot of you probably remember this. Two sons. They let the older son start talking about transition. He was four years old, which is insane. Uh, started running around in dresses and stuff and house and then the third they have a three-year-old son and then he said well i want to transition too so i didn't say in the article but to me i'm thinking i know i think how kids work the younger kids saw what the older brother was doing he wanted to do it too that's all it was is copycatting kids do that and these couple he said where will i'll say wait a second this isn't a three-year-old making a conscious decision because three-year-old four-year-old five-year-old six-year-old eight-year-old can't make conscious decisions like this by the way but maybe this isn't real and it's wrong. And they stepped in. So, um, you know, another thing is with this type of activism, you know, we always talk about the GOP making inroads with the Latino community. Everybody wants to make inroads. You know, um, 
Inroads is not a bunch of guys who like look like Mitch McConnell, <laughs> a bunch of old white country club golfer guys writing a bunch of big checks to somebody like Carl Rove, who has so many great television commercials to go the in, in in Spanish or in Latin American communities trying to coerce them into becoming Republicans. This might shock you. That does not work. If Latinos see middle class upper middle, regardless of class, white people who are standing up to people and teachers and people, uh, quote unquote, educators who want to talk to their kids about changing their genitals. Latinos have pretty conservative value systems socially. That's how you make inroads with Latinos. We're the party who's protecting four-year-olds. They're the party who's trying to permanently change their genitalia and oh, by the way, you're not allowed to talk to your own kid about it. You want to make inroads with Latinos. That's how you do it. So, again, uh, to recap, uh, Matt Walsh did a great job. Um, the teacher, by the way, oh, and for I forget, in Long Island is Deborah Rosenquist. If I might have mentioned that, I can't remember. But the point is, whether it's Ellen Clayton at Vanderbilt or this Deborah Rosenquist, if you look at her pictures online, she's a real beauty. Sarcasm. Um, and how many mini Ellen Claytons and how many Millie, mini Deborah Rosenquist throughout there? I always think about this when big stories like this break uh, all over the place. How many miniature versions of this? How many, um, you know, these bullies? Everybody's been in an environment with a left-wing bully, a work environment, whatever. In your face, you can't question anything, etc. Could not be more rude about gun ownership, Christianity, etc. So there's many versions of these people all over the place. And these are the big fish that actually make it up into the make it into the news media. But how many many versions of these people are are teaching across the country are, you know, uh in, in positions of influence. I'm not saying that, you know, people who own businesses, a bakery or something like that aren't as influential, but when you get into teachers, cops, psychologists, etc., it's a whole different level of the influence they have and it's 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 amazing i just you could go the route of psychoanalysis say what makes people like this tick but i think it's a waste of time it's like george soros you could psychoanalyze him all you want he just happens to be a billionaire who's good investing but he's no different than the kid if you're a teacher or a sports coach you know i um talking about you know you tell the kids to do one thing there's always one kid that looks at and goes the op does the exact opposite that's george 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 soros with a high net worth and um a high iq and a lot of money and a lot of power, but that's all that's there. So there's no reason to overthink it. It's up to everyone else, again, to show your toxic masculinity, to embrace your masculinity and just feel so alive. Just feel so alive. You know, the feminists, they get to embrace their femininity so they can just feel so alive. Why can't I embrace my masculinity? Which isn't toxic, by the way. It's normal. 100% normal. 100% normal. The normal women who aren't nuts, who are the type of women who make great mothers and built this country. They don't find it repulsive. The whack jobs do. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is a very important issue. Again, conservative activism, incredibly important. Non-election year. You got, when you go home at night, you got time for the threads and for Fox News and YouTube, but school boards, planning committees, Republican committees, uh, protests, it's all important. It's more important now than ever is the culture in many ways, thanks to these lunatics, continues to change. Until next time, God bless. I am the least woke man in America.